Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. So I want to talk to you today about being a victim and why blaming others for your current condition keeps you in a victim cycle. Okay, now don't throw me under the bus just yet. (laughs) I myself have been abused and received trauma that I did not deserve. So therefore, that would make me a victim, right? A victim of somebody else's abuse, somebody else's whatever, right? But you know what's really interesting about being a victim is a lot of people that are victims victimize other people. And this is going to be a hard topic because nobody wants to admit that about themselves. In fact, people that I know that have been victimizers or abusers, they don't they don't see that they are abusing other people or people that have been abused and they just keep blaming and blaming and blaming. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault of my condition. What I notice is that not only do they become abusers, but they also become victims of the same exact things with different people. I know this is gonna be really hard to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. And the reason why I I thought about this was because, you know, I've had to really dig into my own personal story and to get healing. And yes, I was a victim very young of abuse, abuse that I didn't ask for. And then as I got older, I ended up finding those same people, same type of people abusing in the same way, like not even different. (laughs) How do I find these people, right? And it's like at no point did I think to myself, okay, um, why am I minimizing this? Why am I going along with this? Or why am I not questioning what's happening inside of me that would lead me down a path of similar relationships all the time? And yeah, I could blame people for their dysfunction, but you know what? I wouldn't have chosen to be friends with those people if I didn't have my own dysfunction. I wouldn't have chosen to be in romantic relationships with people that were going to victimize or abuse. If I didn't have my own level of dysfunction, 
you know, it's, it is hard to face that. It is hard to face my own responsibility. Does that mean though, that I'm responsible for the abuse that I received? Absolutely not. The only thing that I was responsible for was to heal what was not healed. And it's kind of funny because I don't know if you've heard of this before, but we, we do, we have this, um, this way of subconsciously trying to heal what's on the inside. It's like our, our brain, our body, our spirit, and our soul knows that something needs to be healed. And we will repeat cycles until we're awake to realize that we need to do that, that this is actually something I'm doing because subconsciously my personhood knows it needs to be healed. So let me, let me give you an example. I'll give it to you from my personal story. Okay. That way you can understand how legitimately real this is. Okay, so when I was like a teenager, um, I had been betrayed by a boyfriend and friends. When I got married, I had the exact type of betrayal happen to me again. And it honestly, it was crazy. I was like, how? How could this happen? How could I be in the same situation like I was when I was a teenager? And the truth of the matter is, is that I didn't heal or even seek to heal that part of me, the part of me that was so wounded. Now, again, people do things they are, they abuse. It is so common. I think we don't realize how common it is, but it is common for people to abuse other people because we are in a very broken world. And it is weird because we often esteem ourselves higher than other people. Okay, so now I shared a little bit about my story with that. So then for myself, okay, I didn't deal with my own issues that were going on inside of me. And so guess what? My kids paid the price for my own issues because I would be angry and I would yell. And that, my friends, is no different than somebody who's been a victim and then victimizes other people. This is something that we often don't want to look at in ourselves when we have been severely wounded by another person. And we really get stuck in these places of being a victim. 
you know, I had one person say to me, you know, Melissa, I was uh, homeless when I was little. I was abandoned by my dad. And um, then I was molested by a family member. And that's why I did the things that I did. Inappropriate behaviors as an adult. That's why I did it. It was somebody else's fault. Really? You're telling me that you did a predatorial slash victimizer behavior because you were a victim. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. And then guess what? The cycle just repeated. Then this person ended up victimizing their own children and many other people because they never took responsibility for their own healing. And you know what? I'm kind of pissed about that. <laughs> because it's like, nobody says this. You know, it, it, it's like from a shaming place. Nobody says, hey, if you received abuse, you need healing so you don't victimize or become a predator of somebody else. Nobody says this. We just pretend like nothing's happening and nothing happened to us and I'm just going to carry on. And then we're carrying out similar, if not the same abuse that we received and we're hurting other people. And I was one of those too, because again, like I said, the anger and yelling at my kids. And now I've taken responsibility for that. And I see the damage that, that it did to my 11 year old daughter, who is sweet as pie. I mean, I had stories in my head when I was doing the yelling and she would get scared. I'm just being super honest with you right now. Is that okay? She would get scared. And I would tell myself, oh, she's overreacting. Where does that even come from? Victim mentality. You're the one with the problem. It's not me. Well, how does that work when your child is now a victim of you? And you also see yourself as a victim. Somebody here has to heal. Obviously, my 11-year-old is not capable of going and making her own therapy or coaching appointment, right? So then one day it dawned on me. Oh my gosh. I'm stuck in a cycle. Now, just to give a little bit of grace because because i have had because i do have betrayal trauma still that is still being worked out in my body okay um there are times where grief really comes over me and it is a very hard thing to manage because i have children that i have to raise so what I learned to do was um, take my healing 
into my own hands in those situations. So when grief comes, we have to allow ourselves to grieve. Because if we don't, then when we push it away, we are not allowing that part of us to be nurtured and cared for. And so we, we push it away and then we don't want to deal. And then it comes out in many, many different ways, which we've talked about in other podcasts. But what I started to do was I would start communicating with my family. I am so grieved right now. And I feel like I want to yell and I can't handle high emotions right now. I can't contain anybody else's emotions. I try to communicate so nobody's getting yelled at. And it really helps. Am I perfect at it? No. However, I'm starting to realize the years of me being a victim in my mind, how it led me to be a victimizer. So what is healing from being a victim look like, look like? Well, I think number one, acknowledge that you have been a victim. I'm not saying to not acknowledge the abuse and the victimhood that has happened to you. I'm not saying push that away. Listen to me. There is a part that has been victimized. It's valid that you acknowledge that. Your experience is valid. And that part of you needs a voice and to be heard so that way it can heal. But there's a difference between being a victim and then staying in blame. And I gotta be honest with you, I have talked to people and I can't, I can't really share the details of these things, but I've talked to people who um, cheated with somebody else's spouse and they didn't own their part in it. They said they were, they were a victim. They were manipulated. Took no ownership of their part in their behavior. That keeps that person in denial not getting in touch with the core emotion of disgust, even anger and sadness for their own behaviors. And then what does that do? The people going forward that they have now hurt, they, they don't take any responsibility for it and then they continue to be someone who is a victimizer or predatorial. So number one, you have to first own the fact that you have been a victim. Then secondly, own the fact that you probably have also been 
a victimizer. Other people have paid the price for my pain. Getting in touch with that level of disgust is really painful. It's really painful. But without it, you cannot heal. So you will continue to be a victimizer until you also own the role of how you've hurt other people as well. Number three, take responsibility for your healing. That means going to therapy, getting a coach. There are so many avenues now. I cannot tell you the level of therapy and coaching courses that I have taken in the last three years alone because of my experience of being victim, you know, a victim and saying, I have to take this bull by the horns because I am not getting better by just sitting here. And other people are hurting because of my pain. Really, that takes a long time. Like I, I've talked to people who say, oh, well, I did go to a therapist. I did go to a coach, but it didn't work. Do you guys know how many types of coaches and therapists are out there? It's insane. Like the options are endless. So number four, you don't stop getting help until you find what works. This is not, this is not an overnight thing. And especially if you were a victim in childhood and you've been victimizing other people since you were a child, like this is going to take a long time. And if we're talking about, you know, sexual stuff, when we are using sex to medicate and numb our pain, we're actually destroying our humanity because we are not facing and feeling things. We're having to push away our own feelings, our own issues that are deep inside of us. And that takes a long time to become in touch with when it's been pushed away in the dark for so, so long. I understand this is a really serious talk, but I haven't really heard much about this, how when we are have been a victim and we don't heal, how we become a victimizer. And I think it really needs to be talked about. So don't stop looking for help until you literally get traction under your feet. And I want to say there's power in confession. When you can be honest with yourself and with others about the role that you've played in victimizing others, and even the victimization that you've had. You can heal. I know some people who have never told people about the fact that their uncle molested them or that they were raped by someone else or whatever. Do you know how many people keep that to themselves? 
because they feel so much shame around that. So many people, and guess what they do? They victimize other people. So I'm inviting you into a conversation today. Maybe having this conversation with yourself first, like where have I, where have I played a role in this cycle of victimhood and victimizer? This, this happens to everyone. At some point or another, we've become a, vi a victim of life in some way or another. And without healing, we repeat cycles and then we hurt others as well. It is a process. It is not something that changes overnight. It might take years, years and years and years, five, 10, 20. You know what though? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose by getting help? So you can stop being a victimizer. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Okay, maybe some thousands of dollars. I've spent thousands of dollars and every penny was worth it for me. I remember the first therapist that I went to after discovering my husband's addiction. And I didn't stay with her because she wasn't the best for me, but she said one thing that I think about all of the time. If there was one thing that stuck with me, it was this. She said, Melissa, blame handcuffs you to the person who has abused you. I feel emotionally overwhelmed by that statement, even to this day. It's been three years almost. Blame handcuffs you to the person that abused you. But to our logical mind, blame seems fair because like the person has actually abused us. Yes, they did. I acknowledge that. You can acknowledge that. But the difference is, is when we say, I'll never, I'll never heal. I'll never change. I'll, I'll always be like, you absolutely fractured me to nothing. I can't, no, no. We are now handcuffed to the abuser. And guess what? We follow with them and the abuse carrying out with other people. Listen to me, you're better than that. You're created for more than that. You're created to be a, a person who is confident and to be walking in your destiny that you were born for. So how do you turn that ship around? I mentioned four things. And I just want to say you're worth it. Your loved ones are worth it. The future generations are worth it for you to heal. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and rate the show. 
Also, if you've really, really enjoyed it, share it with a friend. If you also are looking for coaching, you can find me at www.identitylife.coach. And you can follow me on Instagram, identity.life.coach.